and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Guess what Denver athlete has unfollowed the team he plays for on social media and has removed and has removed the fact that he plays for them at all in his bio. Oh, can I guess who? Of course you can. Um, are we talking about uh, Bonesy? Bones Highland. Uh, this is the new age type of thing. Oh, this yeah. is what happens. He's a little bit upset. The trade rumors. Oh, yeah. This is... This is for the modern athlete. This is this is might as well like this is throwing a tantrum. Yeah. This is signaling to the world that we are on the outs. You unfollow the team on Twitter. You remove that you're the point guard for the Nuggets, and that's where we're at. Okay. What do you what do you make of it right now in this situation on this basketball team with so much to play for? Uh, he's still playing extended minutes, yep. but just because your name's being speculated and talked about in in a possible trade, this is how you react to it. Overall thoughts from you? Well, Bones is a young player who is very very talented, dude. To find guys right now. That are that can play twenty minutes a night that you trust with the basketball that are ball handlers and shooters like th- there have been times like in this past week where I take a step back and I'm like wait what why would you ever trade this guy when you picked that guy at twenty sixth overall out of Virginia Commonwealth this was your pipe dream that he could look the way he's looked right but do you parlay that 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 good fortune that Tim Connolly found now who drafts you is important. Is Calvin Booth's view of Bones Highland what Tim Conley's was? Tim Conley was very reluctant to move on from guys that were his own success stories. Sure. Not saying there's right or wrong, just different way, different eyes, different convictions. Um, and does it match up? Does Is who Bones is right now as a player in his current arc match up with who the Nuggets are? Right. And I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I hate to see him go, but I don't think those two things are... Um, in sync. Yeah, it doesn't mean he's not a good player, won't be a good player, but you're in win-now mode. Like now-now. Now. Yeah, and and th- this train is moving really fast, and either you're with us and you're part of this thing to help us get to the finish line like now, like this year. This year. Or we got to move on from you, and we need a piece that will help us get across that finish line. You have to go all in. You have to be all in. And, you know, I I learned from my mistakes, Zach, okay? Unlike some people in this world. I learn from my mistakes, most of them. That's anyway. how we grow. Right. And, 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 and you know, no matter what my wife says. I was going to say, can we get no, Lana right, on the no Johnson Auto Plaza my, hotline? Right, no matter what my wife, I do, okay, I really do. And I'll remember this. Colorado Rockies, okay? And when they were, when they were close and they were winning and they were, you know. 2017-18. Yeah, right there. Back-to-back back playoffs. Yeah, during that time, yep. okay? I took the stance and I'm raising my hand of, no, 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 no. I don't want to get rid of this guy, this young prospect here, or that young prospect there. No, no, no. No, we don't need to get rid of that guy. Look, this guy's going to be here in three, four years. He's going to be like a core piece of this. I don't want to make those moves to get, you know, a guy just for, for right now. Our window is wide open. And guess what? No, it wasn't. That thing collapsed so quick. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yep. Like, now when will we ever get back? In that window. There you, can't, you can't see the light. No. The tunnel's too long. Right. 
Dick Montfort's saying, like, we get to 500, we're, we're going to have a parade. And we're going to talk about that because there's so, some good stuff there. Yeah. So, like, I, I learned from that mistake and say, you know what? Hey, Bones, you might be a great player in two years, three years. I don't care. Right. If you're not all in now, if he was all in and doing everything that needed to be done. OK, but if you can find a better piece for right now, it's all about right now. Let's go get a Toronto Raptors, you know, where they went all in and they finished it and they won it with Kawhi Leonard. And then he walked whatever. Who cares? They got themselves a chance. We never apologize for it. Championship. Yep. Right. That's where we're at. Yep. And so whatever it takes, if Bones got to go, he's got to go. Here's I'm Ma- cool with it. Here's Michael Malone uh, in the last 24 hours talking about just that. Yeah, I don't even think they're difficult conversations. It's, you know, we're in first place in the West by two games. But I, I think we owe it to ourselves, our fans, the organization. Anytime you can improve your team, you have, you have to at least look at it. I am not saying that we have to go out, Calvin, we got to make trades. We got to get rid of it. No, it's, I think that's Calvin's job as a general manager, okay, as a trade deadline approaches. You know, what is out there? And you have to ask yourself two questions. Does it make us better, and how will it affect our locker room and our culture? It's, I mean, talent is a given. Yeah, this player is only, yeah, but does he fit our identity? Does he fit what we're about? Is he a Denver Nugget? So I, I think those conversations are great. And the best part about it, Mike, is that you're having those conversations while you currently sit second-best record in the NBA. So uh, there's no pressure, and uh, if something happens, it happens. If it doesn't, we know what this team is capable of. Yeah, spot on. I, I loved everything you said there. I think he was spot on. You don't have to make a move. You're not desperate to make a move. But if a move is there that can um, help your team cross the finish line, and that's a good fit for your team, you have to think it's a good fit for your team. That's just going to throw talent just to throw talent because that that would be the worst thing that you could do. Um, and, and all of a sudden you go from being a you know a really good team to having all kind of issues. So uh, I don't think they, they would make that type of move, but I, I loved everything he said there. He's spot on, and we'll see. If a move presents itself, I, I don't, they won't be scared to make it. No, and when you're building, when you're trying to build like a championship team, man, these guys are um, puzzle pieces, and you want to make sure everything fits together just right. So when you hear him talk about, there's two things you have to ask yourself. Does it make you better? And okay, you start there, and they say, does this fit our culture and our locker room? I'll give you an example. From a player standpoint, I thought DeMarcus Cousins made the Nuggets better last year from a purely utilitarian basketball player standpoint. Did he help the culture? Did he help the locker room? No, he did not, and that's why he's not here. Bones is too young of a player um, and has a certain personality type. Like He's not the glue of that locker room. He's in year number two, and... Wants to be out there every night. Has shown some frustration. He's, um, but he's really freaking good. So this is a really, to date, as Calvin Booth is the general manager of this team, this is the toughest decision that he will have to make. And the February, it's the February 9th NBA trade deadline. So you're talking like here in the next 10 days. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Where are you at today? Right now, today, do you think a move is made? Yes. I do, too. I do, too. You, 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 this steam and this ball is rolling too fast for there not to be a lot of smoke here and for them not to want to actually make this type of move. And I think something presents itself where they make a move here. And um, so I, I, I'm excited about it. Uh, obviously, they're a really good team. And if they can add another good – I mean, do you think it's a big name, a little name, like uh, maybe a secondary <laughs> type of player – could it be a could it be the package deal with uh, a, a Michael Porter Jr. You you think that that could happen at all? Or that's just too big of a. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I certainly don't think it's going to happen this year of all years. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, 
but the name that will come back, and maybe it's a player and a pick, because that was reported by Yahoo within the last four or five days that like the Nuggets were looking for a player and a first-round pick. Who knows if they're able to get that? But here's what, what I do want to say um, in conclusion to this conversation, because I know a lot of Nuggets fans love Bones. The right trade, it should sting. The right trade should sting. You don't want to give up Bones just waking up out of bed and, and trading Bones Highland, but you're trying to win a championship. And in order to get something that could further you along that path, you're going to have to give up something, and it's going to sting a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how you know. That's how you know. That's it. All right. But, you know, hey, no risk it, no biscuit. No risk it, no biscuit. I mean, that's what you have to do. That's yep. where you're at. And I learned from my mistake. Of, of, of saying, no, 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 no. Let's just r- r- run the course here with the Rockies. This window's big. We, we got a long time here. I can't wait to see it. I don't want to trade any of this young talent. No. Go for it. Go all in, and hopefully the Nuggets do. All right. Good conversation. We now know. We're going to circle back to the uh, Broncos coaching search here in just a minute. Uh, but we now know what it will cost to franchise tag every position in the NFL for 2023. Why does that matter for the Broncos? We'll fill you in next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. And if they hate the dollar man. And watch some money pile up. Who's getting that money, Zach? Huh? Who's getting that money? <laughs> Who is it? Who's it going to be? Talk to me. Well, we now know what it will cost to franchise tag every single position in the NFL for 2023. And I was talking about coach. I forgot what you teased. Oh, you want me to answer that question right now? Who I think it is right now at 118 in the afternoon? Yeah. Sean Stinking Peyton. Let's do it. Let's ride. Let's ride. Or Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> and you'll know in the next 48 hours. <laughs> um, uh, okay. All right. I, I don't, actually, more serious note, let me pass this along. Um, Mike Kliss, five minutes ago. While Texans announced they have completed second interview with D'Amico Ryans, there has been no announcement of a deal. Ryan's and his representation have not informed Broncos he is withdrawing from their head coach search. Could be nothing, could be something. So D'Amico Ryan's, his interview has been completed uh-huh. with the Houston Texans. That got announced here within the last hour. And uh, Cliss saying, hey, even though he's completed the interview, no announcement of a deal. And sure. they have not reached out to the Broncos and said they're withdrawing their name. Could be nothing, could be something. All right. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I'm kind of expecting him to, to to be a Texan. Then to get it worked out, like, it's all the fine details now. Um, Texans have waited around. Seemed like they waited for him. And now you just got to work on the contract. So I'm taking him off the list here. He's out of the conversation for me here. I think that's fair. Okay. All signs are pointing to that. Yes. Let's circle back uh, uh, briefly here. Because we now know uh, what it will cost for every single franchise tag um, positionally. They're all different. And the formulas for, like, determining the franchise tag, it, it ultimately, um, it's tied to the salary cap. 
So once you know what the salary cap is, the tag amounts sort of come into focus. Does that make sense? Because they're all like a percentage of what the number is going to be. So once yes. you find the number, do the math backwards. You got to your, um, you got your uh, uh, tag Franchise numbers. Tag. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the salary cap is going to be at a record high, two hundred and twenty five million dollars for twenty twenty three. So if you want to franchise tag a quarterback, this would be relevant to Baltimore. And that's going up about, uh, it was what, like 208 last year? I think it was year? about 208. So yep. it's up uh, 16 million, I think, right around there from, from this jump. year to, to next year. That's a huge jump, huge jump. So um, there you go. Just yeah. put it in context where it was this year to, to next year. And a couple of years before that, it was like the this cap isn't going to go up because it was COVID and there was the 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 you know, finances were down, so it wasn't going to grow. I kind of remember yes. that, and I think it maybe even did go up a smidgen or something. Yes, or, and they had to take from a previous year, from yes, from the previous uh, yes, year to, yes, to good, make it go up a little bit. Good memory, yeah. So that's that's where they were. Now they're getting back to normal. They just got the TV deals, and that thing jumped up sixteen million bucks, which is a big jump. Whew. So if you're Baltimore and you want to franchise tag uh, Lamar Jackson, it's going to cost you just over thirty two million dollars. Why wouldn't you franchise tag your Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley? <laughs> Pro Bowl. Dude. 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 I'll tell you what, man. The Pro Bowl has turned into an absolute joke. The biggest joke ever. This guy played in five total games, one of them being the Denver Broncos game. He started four total regular season games. He threw two touchdowns, three interceptions, and he's a Pro Bowler? He joke. threw two touchdowns and three interceptions, and he's going to the Pro Bowls, lady, Pro Bowl, lady, ladies and gentlemen. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? There has to be better candidates in the AFC. How does that happen? It's an absolute joke. Um, absolute joke. I mean, we've been talking about it for years. You know, Bradley Chubb went a few years ago. He shouldn't have been a Pro Bowl. He's but, going back. Uh, it, it was announced this morning. He's going back. But oh you can spin gosh. that a lot harder than a quarterback that has two two touchdowns yeah, on I the mean, season. I mean, this guy threw for two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. It's insane. It's insane. I, I don't know what to say. How, how does that insane. guy go to the Pro Bowl? How? It makes no sense at all. But he's your Pro Bowler in the AFC, one of them. Really, really embarrassing. Um, it's it's completely lost any any luster that it had, which right. the shine was already so far off it. But you used to be a privilege. Guys used to love it. Guys used to, you know, love going to Hawaii, and and now it's just an absolute joke. No one wants to go anymore. No one wants to do anything. So now you got guys like Tyler Huntley as Pro Bowlers. I mean, are you kidding me? It's like, really come bad. On. Come on, it's really bad. Come on, nothing against him, but he's not a good quarterback, right? And he, and he, I mean, his numbers tell you that he only played and started four games, two touchdowns, three interceptions. All right, I'm done. Okay. What's going on with Patrick Reed? Yeah, let's go down that re- let's go down that road. That guy <laughs> is a cheater. He's a cheater, and he cheated again. He cheated again. Before 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 you give me this, I want you to talk. I only know a little bit about, but just assume that the listener knows yes. nothing. Because, Patrick Reed, the golfer. Yes. Um, he's been accused of cheating and um, skirting the rules for years. For years, can't right? do that in golf. No, like you know, all of a sudden, you know, his ball's there, and then he kind of it moves, or he's in the sand, and it's it's just it's always something with Patrick Reed, right? And he's been accused of it ever since college. It's college, is that right? He went to Georgia, college, yes. 
and um, he's been called out by all kinds of, of you know, old-time golfers, the Golf Channel, all this stuff. And um, so he, he ends up filing all these lawsuits and subpoenaing people about, you know, because they're accusing him of cheating. And so he throws out all these subpoenas all over the place, and you know some with the Golf Channel analyst people. Saw that. Um, and Rory McIlroy got one the day before Christmas. One of his fellow golfers the day before Christmas got a, a subpoena, um, and then so they're playing in an event. He he went to the Live Tour, right, Trader, and um, <laughs> so so he went to the Live Tour and. Um, so he's not allowed to play on the PGA Tour anymore. But in, in the, the European Tour, he can still play because they filed an injunction. So you can play in the European Tour, which, called, um, which is the DP Tour now. And you can play in that uh, right now while this lawsuit is going on. Okay. Um, and so he was playing in that this past weekend. It, it was over in Dubai or something. Okay. And um, him and Rory got into a little bit of a deal beforehand. Something with a T? He went to go shake Rory's hand on the driving range. Okay. Okay. And he, sh- I think it was his caddy, he shook his caddy's hand, right? And then he, then he went to go shake Rory's hand. Rory was bending down doing something like with his Trackman simulator deal that they do with the numbers. Okay. And Rory just was like, I'm not shaking your hand. Like, if you gave me a subpoena, am I going to shake your hand? Like, oh. dude, have some awareness. Right. Like, like, you think we're cool? And it was the day before Christmas. That's right. like within the last month and a half or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you, you think we're cool? Like, I'm just gonna forget that. Like, you come over here and shake my hand. Like, you gave me a subpoena the day before Christmas on Christmas Eve. No, we're not cool, bro. But so lack of awareness. So Rory didn't shake his hand. Good for you, Rory. And so as as he was kind of walking away, he just kind of threw one of his live tees um, towards Rory. Didn't hit him or anything. It, it, but it was kind of funny, whatever. But anyway, Patrick Reed has been accused of cheating and for years. And so he's playing in this tournament. And he hits his golf ball up in one of these big um, trees where golf balls get stuck up in these trees, right? A lot. Just ask Bearcat Jim. He knows about it. Um, and so they're actually cavernous. I didn't realize it, and I saw yes. the video. And there's like 50 golf balls you can see. They just get stuck in these pointy, almost like pine cone things. Yes. And so his ball got stuck up there. And, and there's like three of them in, in, in this area. So you see, like like you said, you see a ton of golf balls up there. And and all of a sudden, so Patrick Reed gets binoculars out to try to, because he has to spot his ball in that tree and verify that it's his ball to take a drop right there. Okay. And he'd be hitting three right there. One and two out hitting three. Okay. That's a penalty, but you found your ball. If you don't find your ball, you have to go back to the tee and you're hitting three from the tee. Copy. So it's a huge advantage, obviously, to find your golf ball in the tree and say, oh, there it is right there. You get to drop right there and you're hitting three rather than going all the way back to the tee box and having to re tee it up and hitting another drive. Um, and you're hitting, and then you're hitting three from back there, right? So all of a sudden, Patrick Reese says he finds his golf ball. It's in the tree. The rules guy comes over. is like, oh, okay, I guess, you know, Patrick Reese said, I have this, you know, people mark Pro your V1 golf ball. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, mark yeah. it with yeah. different things. He's like, that's it. That's my ball. The arrow. The arrow. It's in, like the, it's in like the second tree up, right? So he drops. He hits, whatever. And come to find out on the golf channel who he's, you know, subpoenaing and suing and all this stuff, they, they put the spotlight on his golf ball, like where it was going. They did. And it did not go in that tree. They, it went right. into the first so tree. It was the first tree. Right? <laughs> I, and I it's saw very, it. very clear. Of, it's actually he, impossible to wind up right. in a tree that's not the first tree. Right, and he's saying that his ball's in a different tree, and he got a, and he ended up 
being one. Him and Rory were tied going to the last hole of the tournament, and Rory birdied it to beat him by one shot. Wow. Fitting. Poetic. It's called karma. Mm. It's called karma. Don't be a cheater. Wow. Don't be a clown. This is the stuff that happens. So good for Rory. Glad he lost. Um, don't be a cheater. Okay. Um, I love it. Someone in Denver sports called their shot in a serious way. Where's the bar set? That's next. Someone in Denver sports called their shot. But where's the bar? We got our guy Jake Shapiro from DenverSports.com in studio with us. Dick Monfort did his version of Babe Ruth pointing to the outfield this past weekend. But what was the actual prediction? He, he pointed towards, like, short right field. <laughs> he was like, hey, you guys know a single, a course field single? We're going to hit one this year. Oh, my goodness. He actually said we have a lot of talent, a lot of good things are going to happen, and I think... They're going to start happening this year, and I think we can play 500 baseball. And I think if we get some breaks to get some guys playing really well, who knows, end quote. So this was at the annual Northern Colorado Friends of Baseball, which he's made some ridiculous statements at before. This is where he made the statement, we're going to win 94 games prior to the 2020 season at. Uh, he, He said some crazy things, including in this press conference with the media where he said, Top 100 prospects in baseball, we've got four on that list. We should have 15. Yep. Um, so, yeah, are they going to play 500 baseball? I don't know. That gets you into the playoffs basically nowadays. As you guys know, you're big baseball guys. But 500, the Rockies have only been above 500 or above 84 game winners like six times in franchise history. So that would be one of the best years in club history. Their offseason just got rated as a D by the Athletic today. Mm. And we all know what they did last season. So, mm. Well, it sounds like to me, like when you say, hey, we're hoping to play 500 baseball, it sounds like you are, like your expectations are really, really low. But, you know, the way that you just framed it, Jake, was, you know, hey, that, that would be actually a really, really good season. Like, oh, we're just hoping to play 500 baseball here. Maybe we could play a little bit better if, guys, you know, um, if we hit all green lights here. But actually, that's that's a pretty high bar. You go the Rockies. Let's say you're you're 78 and 78 going into the last week of the season. You can easily end up winning 84, 85 games and sneak your way into the last playoff spot with the expanded postseason. So I don't think that the bar is that low as we're all going to make the joke about 500 baseball. But it's not as high as what he said before about winning 94 games at this press conference, which, by the way, would have been a team record right. for the amount of wins a, a couple of years ago. So, yeah, a, a win improvement from 68 to 81 would be a lot. And most people think it's going to go from 68 to about 64. So, oh. yeah, it's, they're going to be far off from 500. Well, if you remember this past year, um, they're over under total. Oh, I'll never forget. Was set I'll at never forget. Was set at sixty eight and a half. Yeah. So you had to get the sixty nine wins. That's Dodgers series. And there they stood. 
Well, if you remember that Dodgers series, they actually started to get warm. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they won. They lost like the first two, then won the next three. It was like a six-game series. Yes, and it came down to the last came game down of the, the last Again. game of the season for Twice the second time in three years. Yeah. Nobody was covering that series of meaningless baseball quite like you guys. <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody circled the Rockies wagon like we did. Oh my god, playing for absolutely nothing except for the season over. I mean, that's why you do it. And again. It came down to the last game and Do we have the total nothing. yet? Because I think I'm looking at it right now. Oh, you do? I, I think. Because I'm looking at What do you at, have, 64 and a half? I'm, I, oh, let's see. Okay. I, Is there um, a total I, I've, I've seen 63 and a half. I've seen 64 and a half. But only on certain places. So not everywhere. Uh, what I would tell you this is 62 and a half, 62 and a hundred is a hundred loss season. The Rockies have never had a 100-loss season. They've not, not even been close. They've been like 96 losses, I think, is their worst season ever. Because Coors Field is so crazy, even in their worst seasons, the Rockies normally sneak off enough home wins where it's really hard for them to lose 100 games. So could they have a really bad season where they lose 65, 66 games? Yeah, I'd actually say that's probably where they end up. But would they lose 100 games? You'd have to have some things go cataclysmically wrong. 65 and a half, sorry to cut you off, is what I'm seeing. So what did I just say? Between 65 and 66 is where I would say. So, yeah, that, that's going to be close. I think we're going to need to see in spring training where this club's at. But, again, it is really hard to lose a lot of games at Coors Field. So I'd almost say, yeah, they'd be closer to to, to above that than below that. Oh, I'm no. going over. Wait, yeah, we're going I, I, over yeah, again? We're stinking going over and doubling the bet from last year. Going over. No. I'm getting my money back. No. Let me get my money back. Let's go. The uh, I can't go under. We've already talked about this. I did it one year on a local team, and – it was just like it was. It was. It was not fun. Yeah. We're going over. Uh, just for clarity, the Rockies lost ninety eight games in twenty twelve. That looks like the closest that closest that they've ever been to uh, losing a hundred games. Um. Okay. We got, we're about three weeks away. I think from spring training starting. By the way, that that's it. World Baseball Classic here. Yeah. So it's a long spring training. Kyle Freeland is going to be in the World Baseball Classic for Team USA. That's also going on in Arizona with the Super Bowl and Waste Management oh, Open. Wow. So it's going to be a real fun time in Arizona, center of the sports world for the next month. Uh, before we let you go, and we're talking with Jake Shapiro from DenverSports.com. It looks like. Bones Highland has scrubbed some of his social media, some of his Twitter stuff. I'm pretty sure his Twitter account used to say, like, Mile High Basketball or Mile High City. Mile High City, baby! Yeah, that's what it said. <laughs> and it no longer says that. It doesn't look like he's following the Denver Nuggets anymore. Maybe he smashed follow this afternoon while we've been on the air, but I tried to comb through as best I could. I did not see it. This is the present-day athlete communicating do you think Bones Highland uh, will get traded before the, uh, I think it's February 9th, NBA trade deadline? Yeah. Uh, so to add some context, I just went through his Instagram. He does not follow the Nuggets on Instagram. I assume he has before, uh, does not now. But I will say, guys have dropped all that stuff from their Instagram, Twitter before, and Kyler Murray is still an Arizona Cardinal. And he did it, and everyone was talking about it. I would venture to guess a 51% chance that the Bones Highland is on the Nuggets after February 9th. I just lean towards him being a Nugget. Zach, you, you know basketball as well as anyone. They have one guy who's a shot creator on the perimeter. It's Jamal Murray. They have a second guy that does that in Bones Highland. Moving on from Bones for a defensive wing is super risky when you're betting on the strength of Jamal Murray's knee as your only hope to move you through the entire postseason. Give me a name. Give me a name, Jake, that would make it like you would be happy with getting this guy in return, saying all that you just said about Bones and, like, you don't want to move him. 
what who is out there that would make you happy if well, if Calvin Booth was able to make a move and acquire him? There's a couple moves, but let's just talk about Bones and not adding in like MPJ and complicating this. Right. Uh, the guys I really like are, are Devin Vassell from the Spurs, uh, Zaire Williams, who's a player on the Grizzlies, 6'10 wing, really good player, Sadiq Bey from Detroit, Love who's Sadiq awesome, Bay. who, by the way, summer, his entire summer he spent in Boulder and actually trained with the Buffs basketball team, so he's got some connections here. I did not know that. Uh, and Jaden McDaniels uh, on the Grizzlies, and that would actually work out well because the Grizzlies, uh, I'm, excuse me, the Timberwolves, um, Tim Conley, Still believes in Bones uh-huh. Highland is the rumor. So there's also some other buzz about guys like Alex Caruso, which, you know, that raises the question, are you really going to trade a guy who could be a future all-star for one, you know, little rental of Alex Caruso? And that's when it starts to get tough. If it's going to be for a younger player like Jaden McDaniels that could be around here for a wow. while, I understand it. Man, you're so close. I'm more open to the idea now than ever before uh, for, for a rental like that. Um, but we'll see how it plays out over and the next And you finally have days. enough shooting to move on from a great shooter. Woo, Jake, great stuff as always. We'll catch up with you next Tuesday. That's Jake Shapiro from DenverSports.com. All right, by the time we take the air tomorrow, Mr. Stokely, will the Denver Broncos have a new coach? Prediction time coming up next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. I'm about to sing it. She left a note, so I started drinking. Bartender, pour anything you want on ice. I got a song, and it goes like Jim Kilo, I'm apple pie. This is See, I don't, I'm not down with this song. I just would guess. I'll drink a Cole Swindell? That's what my guess would be. This is new Cole Swindell. All right. That new Cole. That new Cole. All right. That, <laughs> that was J. Cole. Yeah. That J. Cole. Not no, that new J. No, Cole. No, 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 no. That's that new Cole Swindell. Yeah. Oh, man. What a new one. Feels not new. Okay. It feels like every single day that we've come in here for about 10 days in a row, we don't even need to reach farther back than 24 hours to get new twists and turns of the Broncos coaching cycle. That's right. Like, literally, you, you could just refresh from the past 24 hours. You don't need stuff that was from last week, the twists and turns. It's like, it's just, it, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And a lot of people are tired of it given to them. They just want the stinking head coach. Yeah. I get that, too. Right. Yeah. Um, but... It's sometimes there's a process along the way, and you know this year more than others, you got to really think and and put clues together because of how close they've been with all the information. And it's it's been it's been a different one. It's been a little bit longer than I think we all expected. Yeah, for uh, sure. But you know what? Okay, whatever. I'm, I, I'm just gonna wait to see who they hire before I criticize. I saw Pro Football Talk um, uh, on Twitter had said something about this isn't like Walmart. You know, the owners are, are, are realizing real quick that it, this isn't like um, like Walmart. I, I have the quote. It's something I was told. Well, this is, uh, again, I'm assuming that this is Mike Florio uh, tweeting this, right? Um, because that'd be a, like, he's the guy that runs the account, okay? Uh, he he t- said, quote, the Broncos owners are getting a quick education regarding the fact that running an NFL team is a lot tougher 
than buying and selling a bleep load of household goods on a razor-thin margin, end yeah. quote. Yeah, and so, you know, I responded to that, and I was just like, let's just wait and see who they get here. You you don't know what the process has been. Has it been perfect? Probably not. You know, I mean, they went to Ann Arbor to pretty much seal the deal, right? I mean, you're not going to fly over there for that, and, and it didn't get done. So it's not, it hasn't been a perfect process, but most times it's, it's not a perfect process. But it's in the end, it's finding the right guy. So let's just see how this thing plays out before you start bashing the ownership group um, because maybe it's taking a little bit more time than – than a lot of people thought. So that's kind of where I'm at with it right now, and let's just wait and see. And, um, you know, it's, it's probably going to, wouldn't you say, I don't know what you'd say, probably in the next 48 hours? In the yeah. next 48 yeah. hours. Yeah. Was right. it Tuesday? <laughs> in the next 48 hours, the Broncos head coach will come into focus. Well, well, seriously, let me ask you. Obviously, we're having some fun with that phrase because, you know, I said that a week and a half ago. But that's t- and I agreed with you a week and a half ago. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? Because there's no precedent for this. Like Adam Schefter came on the air here in the last 24 hours, said this is the unequivocally the latest it has ever been for this. So, well, we're, see, we're see, in new it, territory. And I don't mean to cut you off, but it could be a positive here. Could be. They're not settling. They're not just going to say, "Hey, you know what? This thing is dragging on. We, you know, people are making fun of us, and you know, we're, we're going to settle on this coach here." Nope. We're going to continue with the process until we find the right guy and the right fit. And maybe there's a couple guys that we like that are out. Well, then we have to regroup and, and, and figure this thing out on the fly. You have to be flexible. You can't just be stuck in your ways. And if one guy that you maybe wanted doesn't come here, you, you can't hire, goes back, or whatever the case may be, tells you no, then you can't be all dis- discombobulated where you don't know what you're doing. So... Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. We'll see what it looks like um, moving forward here in the next 48 hours. But every night, every evening, seems like we get different news um, yeah. and, and what's happening. But, I mean, look, I told you earlier where I was at because we've had a lull, right? We've had a lull here again. Last time we had a lull, well, comes to find out, where were they? Ann Arbor, Michigan. And, you know, we put our thinking caps on and – we kind of thought that it was to you know finalize the deal with Jim Harbaugh and yes. get that thing done. Yes, Greg Penner ain't wasting his time. Nope. to go down there and say hi to uh, Jim Harbaugh. Nope, and, and wish him good luck this year at Michigan. And he, it, he tried to he, he thought he was close and tried to finish the deal. Didn't happen. I give him respect for doing it. Sure, Whatever. Sure. Jim, Jim wants to stay at Michigan. Cool. It's not a, it's not a big L for the Broncos. I do not view Greg Penner. Um, turning over that stone one last time as any sort of negative. We view it as a positive. I do. They're like, dude, he, if he, if that's your number one and he tells you no, you do every possible due diligence to make sure that that's the case before you move on. I, that's persistence. That, right. I, I, again, I don't view that that's as a good. negative at all. Nope. At that's all. good. Um, and now, now we, we're in a lull. We haven't heard anything. We, sometimes we don't hear anything. And, you know, there could be a mystery candidate that comes out of nowhere. But, you know, I said earlier in the show, I, I think right now what they're trying to do is figure out this draft pick compensation for Sean Payton. Sure. That's where you're at right now. Sure. You know, and, and why else haven't we heard anything? Because D'Amico Ryans ain't coming here. Right? He's going to Houston. That's just what all the reports have said. So I'm b- believing those reports. Jim Harbaugh is going back to Michigan. Right? So now you're left with who? You're left with Sean Payton at the altar, really. Yep. And so... 
we haven't heard anything about it. Why haven't we heard anything about it? For to me, it's 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 they're just trying to figure out the compensation and maybe maybe the contract to a certain degree. Um, I wouldn't think that that would be big of a sticking point as as a compensation. Um, you know, you heard reports, and Adam Schefter put out the report. Okay, well, let's not forget this, and this is kind of why I go here. Adam Schefter put out the report, and I, I believe it was Adam Schefter early on, and I laughed at it, and I bought, and I take the win on this one. And he, he, he said, well, I might not take the Oh, I know he where said, you're going. He said they're expecting the same compensation um, for Sean Payton as, as as teams got for Gruden and Parcells and, and, Parcells and Belichick, Belichick and all yep. these guys, like multiple first-rounder type of deal. Yep. And I was like, no chance that's going to happen. Now, I don't I don't know. Maybe it could still happen. But where, does, where did Adam Schefter get that from? He got it from the Saints. That's what they're hoping to get. So they're driving a hard bargain. This is just where my mind is going. Yeah. I'm just deducing all yes. of this and speculating all of this. Yes. That this is where this thing is going. And and did they did the Broncos know and do, did the teams know certain parameters around a deal to get Sean Payton beforehand? Yeah, I'm sure they did. But now that it's time, things change. And and you're and you're you're, you're negotiating, right? You're going back and forth. And and so I just think that um that's probably where they're at right now, and this thing could fall apart, and you could be back to square one. And maybe they are already. Maybe it already fell apart. Maybe. Maybe they were here. They were there yesterday. Yeah. And and they're already on to a new candidate, right? Uh, 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 maybe they've gone to Dan Quinn, or there's a, a new mystery candidate now. I mean, that's what you have to do. You have to if, – if it's not going to be Sean Payton, and if it's not going to be Dan Quinn, you've already told everybody else it's not them. Right. So you're actually running out of options if it's not Sean Payton, right? I mean, that's just if unless barring something totally unforeseen, totally unforeseen. And I said to you about a week and a half ago, um, in terms of the compensation that it would cost from New Orleans or, or that New Orleans would want, I said, could you see the great relationship between Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis get frosty at the end? Yeah. Because if Sean Payton wants to go somewhere, and he was there for 16 years, and that's your buddy and uh, reportedly one of his best friends. And I said a lot of times, I said a lot of times people have personal relationships, but the ultimate umbrella over it is business. And when that umbrella goes away, so does a lot of the personal connectivity. And I said, how much is that really going to matter when doing a deal if he thinks that he's got to do what's best for his organization? Sean Payton wants to move on. He's like, really, bro? I won you guys a Super Bowl. I won us a Super Bowl. Don't forget what the 16 years was like. Don't forget what it was like before I got there. Bro. Jim Hazlitt. Right. A disaster. He's had more winning seasons in his time there than the history of the franchise combined. So, but. Could you imagine that? Like, could you imagine? Like, if, if, if you're my buddy and you're trying to, at the end, we, it would not be cool no, at all. It no. would not be cool at all. Like, dude, let's just. Let's just figure this thing out for both parties here. Let's don't be stubborn. We're buddies. I mean, they were they're like supposedly really good friends, and for a long time they worked together for a long, long time. Long time. Long time. I went on a visit there. What? Yeah, I don't think you ever shared that. I went on a visit to the Saints. Uh, this was after. Um, this was before I signed here. So we're talking like two thousand seven. Yes, two thousand seven. I was in Louisiana. And my agent's like, you know, this was after I had my Achilles surgery. My agent's like, yeah, you know, Saints want to bring you in for uh, a visit. And I was already back in Lafayette two hours mm-hmm, away. Mm-hmm, so me and my mm-hmm. dad, me and my dad got in the car, whoop, whoop, drove two hours. It was Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton, tour of the facilities wow. and stuff. Yeah. 
That's so, a long time ago. Right. That's a long run. That's uncommon to have a run like exactly. that in the National Football League. Exactly. They've had a lot of success together, and that's your buddy. Like, how can you, like, at the end of the day, he's not coaching for you anymore. No. That's, he doesn't that, want to coach for you done. anymore. Ship sailed. So just figure it out. This is KKFN, KKFN. Dang it, I just, I just looked down. I just looked down. Good one. But I just, I just think that, you know, maybe that ship has sailed, though. But that's kind of where I think they're at now. They're trying to figure out this thing to get it buttoned up and get it done because the Broncos don't have any other options. Unless they pick up the phone and call, I don't know, someone local or something, you know. I don't, it's uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see who it is and when it happens. Um, but well, well, Pro Football Talk said, "quote something." This is today. Something I was told this morning about the lingering possibility of Jim Harbaugh to Denver. "Quote sleep with one eye open on that one." Oh, and wait, quote, so that's saying is still that was yeah. earlier today still from Mike chance. Florio of Pro Football Talk. Who knows what's being said? Who knows where he's getting this information? Right. There's a lot of talking he's right now. He's usually on it. I tell you what, he's usually on it. So that's saying that door's still open. That's what that says. That's a bingo. I would never close that door. You know, you were on it three weeks ago, two weeks it's ago. It's never closed until it slammed shut. We were both on it a week ago, and turns out it was there. You know he is the twinkle of their eye. Ooh. They love Jim Harbaugh. Not sure about that. Yes, they love Jim Harbaugh. Not sure. I am sure about that. How about that? Not sure. How about that? I am. Okay. Okay. Not so sure. I am. Uh, you are. I'm not. Well, all right. All right. Why not? Why aren't you? <sighs> He's not their number one target now. Well, maybe not now after you turned him down twice. Mm, I don't know if you turned him down twice. <laughs> don't know if he turned him down twice. Yeah, okay. You sure about that? No comment. What's up, Wolfie? <laughs> wow. No, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I'm not sure. Of course I'm Brick Wall. I'm looking at the body uh, language uh, here. Of course I'm Go not. ahead. Let me have it. No, let, of course I'm not sure on that. I, I can't, I, I'm not sure on it, but I, I would just, you know, we just speculate on it. Um, so, yeah, I would say now he's probably not their number one guy after he turned him down a couple times. You, you don't think he turned him down? Still, no? I don't think so. He's still number one. I don't think so. I think he, he was always their number one, hard to right? Get. Right. Well, I don't know if he's playing hard to get. But, like, when you had that number one and you had that special thing that you always really liked since, like, middle school or whatever, that never goes away. It doesn't go away until, you know, she's married or something like that. The great, are you talking about the great white buffalo? <laughs> Why does it come full circle to a buffalo? <laughs> I know. What, what, you never seen a hot tub time machine? Uh, no. Uh, um, see, I'm not a, I'm not a movie quote guy. Sorry, that's not my. He's alley. not a movie guy in general. Right. Great White Buffalo. Yeah, it's uh, like the one. The one. Yes. See, that's yes, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't. Why right over it, my head? I'm not right, a movie. Sorry. Why quote hasn't guy. Michigan given Harbaugh another contract? I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. That's that's why this door is still open. You guys are on this one. That's why the door's still open. I think the door's still open. I, I do, too. With Harbaugh. I, yeah, I think the absolutely. light is on. But I, I don't I think, think he's their number one guy. Oh, who do you think number one guy is? I think D'Amico Ryans is their number one guy. Oh, okay. And that's just that's just the way that goes. He's about, right. to, he's about to sign with Houston. Right. Well, they're probably out to lunch right now eating steaks trying to figure out contracts behind the scenes. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I know at a certain point late last last week, I, I just I have to bend my mind in half to think that Mike Kliss puts out that article in the way that he does without thinking that that thing was close or they thought it was close. I think with D'Amico, you're talking well, yeah, about. Yes, yeah, with D'Amico yes, Ryan. Yes. It's, you know, the intangible of all intangibles 
is already having generational wealth, which he has, in his wife's relationship with her family in Houston. It's just like, that is like an impossible thing to get over. But I bet you anything, his agent wants him to be in Denver. I bet you anything, his agent wants him sure. to be here. But well, it, depends were, on, it depends on what the contract, you know, what the contract would look like and if Houston can get close to it or do they want to get close to it. I they think. might not have to get that close to it. They might be okay getting in the neighborhood. Right, sure. Be- because the intangible about the wife is significant. But it's not a small piece. I, I, I would definitely, you can never... Um, a second guess what that could mean for right. Amico and, our, and his sure. significant other, but also remove that. Say they were from, I don't know, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Saskatchewan, New York. Yeah. Like, where? <laughs> where Zach's What'd from? Saskatchewan. Were you trying to say Schenectady? Yeah, that place. <laughs> Same thing. Um, the Texans' job is just better than the Broncos' job. Ooh. It's better. It's just better for a multitude of different reasons. Yeah, it's just better. You're not in a uh, division with Pat Mahomes. You're not in. They're coming out of cap hell. The Broncos are going into cap hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, do, you don't have the draft capital, not even close to what the Texans have. They have four first round picks in the next two years, one of which is a number two overall pick this year. And the team that has a number one pick already has a quarterback. So they could select their quarterback of the future um, at the top of the draft, not be hamstrung by a quarter billion dollar contract. And even if you move on from Russ. You're hamstrung financially moving forward, even with the cap going up. Um, and and when you go to Houston, there's not expectations to win. Somehow this five-win team is expected to win this coming year. And for all of that in the gumbo, I just think the Texans are a better job right now. There are two things that surprised me, especially over this weekend and earlier today. Really surprised me. One, George Payton is not in trouble. Like, not at all. He's good. He's real good. Now, I don't know if he makes it beyond a year, but he's fine in his position right now. He's not going Probably anywhere. Probably so, yep. The second thing I found out, which is remarkable to me because I, do, I don't agree with it, but I can't deny that it exists, Russell Wilson is not a negative. He, he is, is a negative. He, he, he is. is. He's got to he be a negative. He was one of the worst quarterbacks in all of not the in NFL. A, not in like, his coaching search right now. If he wasn't a negative... Like Zach said earlier, and I agree with <laughs> this him. job would have been filled ten this days ago if you had a franchise quarterback premier, with this defense and you're the Broncos, a legacy brand, premier job in the NFL. So I'm not buying that spin um, wherever that's coming Ooh, from. Okay, I'm, so you guys I'm don't. Not, that's I, you, I, boy, you're really fighting against that. Huh? Yes, yes, but no, we're okay. on the same page. Interesting, we, aren't we? Well, well, I, I did Russell play well last year. I think it's the number one negative. Yes, <laughs> yes, right. Yes, at its nucleus, he's probably the biggest so, detraction of this job. I would say whoever so. told you that is I've probably trying that. to spin something a certain way nobody's, to get a different picture of this. Like, so where did you hear that? Nobody's from nobody's spinning that like so direct to me. It's uh-huh. just it's just how everything else is lining up and where I think everything else is going. And it's like, holy cow! It's not about Russell Wilson. It's not. It's not really about him. He's not a deterrent to anything they're trying to do. How could he not be? I mean, for, be you to be, for him to be saying uh, yeah. that, but how for D-Mac how, to be saying that? I know, but how could he not be? <laughs> Tell me how he couldn't be. It, it boggles my right. mind. It doesn't make sense to me either. But it's very apparent that he is not a negative. But when you say very apparent, right. like what are you drawing? You got to tell like, me what substance like, are you yes. It's uh, not very apparent I, because I, no one took this job well, yet. Here's why: because I think D'Amico Ryan's, if he decides on Houston, it's not because of money; it's because of his wife and other opportunities. I think Harbaugh is still in the mix, and if they really wanted Harbaugh, I think they could get him. I think Sean Payton is absolutely in the mix, and the Saints are holding the Broncos hostage right now with draft picks, and the Broncos have mm-hmm. drawn a line. And the Saints are going to have to have to come to Jesus moment whether or not they want to cross that line or not. Out of yes. everything you said, that last part is what I most agree with. 
Oh, and I think that's why Sean Payton's going to be the head coach of the Broncos. I don't doubt that either. I think, I the, think so, I, too. I think the Saints are going to capitulate at some point. They're going to realize he has less value next year. Yep. And don't forget, Mickey Loomis um, uh, ran the Pelicans, and they're playing the Nuggets here in Denver tonight, which is just my own tinfoil conspiracy hat that I just sure. absolutely love because he doesn't have an official role anymore with the Pelicans, but he's obviously well-connected. So somewhere in my mind, there's some sort of meaning at Ball Arena that they settle everything tonight, and Sean Payton is the coach tomorrow. So Mickey... Well, Mickey's flying they got, in tonight. They, they got a set. That's the that the holdup is really the settlement or the or the uh, the ask by the the Saints, right? Like, like that's the compensation. The real, for, that is the true holdup here. I don't doubt that. I either. think it would have been done already if it was like, hey, give us a fifth round pick. And that's why right. Russell Wilson's not a big deal. It's it's but, it's but not. It, he's not holding. They're buds. So, so Russell like, Wilson and Sean, so and Sean Payne are buds. Why why do you why do you think that? Um, je, why do you think Greg Penner went down to Ann Arbor? For a second meeting with Jim Harbaugh. I think when you have a private plane, it's like going to the grocery store for mm-hmm. a bottle of milk. Not when you're worth That's billions. Your, your, your itiner- I guarantee you, his itinerary is set by the hour. Mm-hmm. And you know what else is set? His phone calls are set. Yeah, his, mine, like, I mean, I know mine are set. Right, exactly. I'm sure his yeah. are. You're talking about a guy that's in a coaching search is still working and doing stuff for Walmart. Like, every minute of this guy's day is booked. Now, I get it. It's not mm-hmm. hard to go to Centennial and jump on the plane. and But he's spending the night there. He spent the night there. Oh, I don't know about Did that. He? How do you know that? Just well, sleep on well, his jet. Well, well because I, well, <laughs> I, I, no, I don't know that. You got some I, information. I, I, I doubt he's No, 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 no. I don't know that. But but I was just speculating that, you know, he spent the night there. But maybe he just got on. He could get on his plane at 2 o'clock you know? in the morning. How do you know that, he so. left from Centennial to go to Michigan? I don't know that. Where else would he leave for? You're not leaving from DIA. Where else could he leave it's from? It's a big country, yo. He's probably got a place up in Aspen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he has, so wherever he left from, yeah, maybe he's taking a trip. Eagle Vale. Somewhere. Maybe yeah. left from Eagle Vale. Maybe yes. he was having a probably coffee. Jackson. Probably Jackson. Maybe he was having a coffee in Jackson Portland. Hole. Yeah, probably. He was probably up in Jackson. <laughs> maybe he That's was all getting, the billionaires hang out. Anyways. Maybe he was getting some lobster in. Uh, that in that is name. true. He could have I gone mean, from anywhere. But I just figured he was probably in town since this is a big deal. And but I guess. When you have your plane, you're right. You can do whatever. But I'm just saying, for me, that came out of nowhere, like that meeting. That wasn't planned the whole time. And then all of a sudden, you make it a priority to go there. You could have done it by Zoom again. Why did you go there? For me, the clues are that that thing was close. They thought they had a deal done. And for whatever reason, Harbaugh got cold, cold, cold feet there and, and pulled out in the last second. That's the way I view but it. If you, but if maybe, you were, maybe, maybe it's the other way around. If okay. you were to go from my perspective and Air Walton's in the air and you say, oh, let's just meet with Jim, you know, let's, let's bang this out. I mean, then all of a sudden it becomes a more plausible thing. I agree with you. Inherently, if you're sitting around saying, let's go to Ann Arbor on purpose, then that is a different thing than, right. hey, we're flying somewhere X, Y, and Z. Yeah, but didn't the Broncos say that that didn't even happen? No, no, no. They, it's, oh, that's it been happened. widely reported on. It's, it happened. You it can't happens. put that toothpaste back in that tube. No, I mean, no nobody's denying that that right. happened. That was Nobody. there. It happened. The, uh, the tone of the meeting is up for debate, whether it was really right. an interview or not. That is a question. See, I, I think that's relatively, I mean, just with deduction skills, I don't think it's that hard to, to put together. Adam Schefter said a deal didn't materialize. As a total layman, that sounds like you were working on a deal. Mike Kliss comes on the air and says Harbaugh wanted to meet with the Broncos as bad as the Broncos wanted to meet with him. Your job is open. You put your interviews on hold to think that they weren't talking about banging out a deal and trying to figure something out. Like this report coming out of Ann Arbor, like whatever. We did that entire thing yesterday. We're like just normal speculation, and it didn't work out, and it fell through. And I think now maybe they're on to Sean Payton. Oh, I think they're on to Sean Payton too. I, I, I think Payton is, is the way to go. For, for them. 
Um, but it is, it is funny how D'Amico Ryans was actually their number one candidate. That is that in talk about a twist that I never would have anticipated in a million years. See, I disagree. I think Harbaugh was the number one candidate, <laughs> and once he told them well, I mean, no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. After the interviews, after the first, I'm sorry. I think you're right. I think after they met with Harbaugh and they did the interviews, things changed, and Ryan's became their number one guy. I'm sorry, you're right. Yes. No, after, I agree. After I, the interviews. Yes, I, I agree with you there. And then, and then D'Amico said no, and now they're stuck with really only Sean Payton left at the altar. See, that's what I think, is the, that's what I think is the biggest. We all agree. I agree. Kumbaya. I think the biggest L for this organization right now, as much heat as they're getting, is not landing Jim Harbaugh. It's not landing D'Amico Ryans and him picking the Texans over the Broncos. But what about the life situation? I, I, I yeah, it's a battle that they're not going to win. I, no, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not putting a, all the stock in there. The Texans are a better job. If we were in front of an um, impartial jury, right. I am going to win that conversation. This is not a legacy award. It's not a blue blood award. It's who are you now? And the Texans, with an unsettled quarterback situation, with its second overall pick, four first-round picks in the next two years, in a division that's not in Patrick Mahomes, they're in the most winnable division in better NFL football. Jo- better job anyway. I think it's a better job anyway. Just looking at it yeah. completely oh, yeah. pragmatically. Remove the emotion that we're doing mm-hmm. Denver sports talk. Houston is a better job right now but you know, than Denver. you know what agents want? Yep, 3%. Agents want the money. 1%. And, and I, I is it 1%? That's what I was paying. But but what's what, what's one percent of ten million dollars a year? A hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, we'd have all have to do math on that. Is that a hundred thousand? KJ's wearing a suit jacket. What is going on? What is happening here? We all look so good. All right, anyways, <laughs> lots to talk about. That's for sure. I, Not don't, really. Don't, don't you like my conspiracy theory? About Mickey Loomis being here in town tonight for the Pelicans. That's fun. Isn't, isn't that a fun one? Man, I, I said to Stoke a week and a half ago, I said, these guys are best buddies right now. Does this relationship get frosty at the finish line if they actually have to do a deal and Mickey's responsible for his organization and Sean Payton saying, really, what you're going to hold me up and what I want to do for a second first-round pick? Because don't forget who reported that was the ask. That was Adam Schefter two and a half weeks ago. They said the Saints view Payton the same way. Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, and trades like that, multiple first-round picks. And George Payton did draw a line in the Russell Wilson deal. That line was Patrick Sertan. They were not willing to go that far and blow the whole deal up, and the Seahawks capitulated. Now we know why. But, yes, it is fair to say George Payton has drawn a line in the sand at some point, and this probably is where the coaching search stands right now. And you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? In the background, there's Jim Caldwell and Dan Quinn still in play. Which is bananas. Bananas. You want to know what's crazy? Mm. I knew you were going to say that name. Which one? The one that I wrote down before you guys came in here. <laughs> well, because it's true. Because he's, he's still, you know. That's what's coming out of Dove Valley. It's, it's oh. Oh, so you don't believe that? Nope. I don't. Why? I don't. I think they're, I think they're greasing the skids uh, for if everything goes wrong. If mm. everything goes wrong. Then they'll land on Jim Caldwell because they have to hire a coach. Well, I mean, I, I inherently if, do agree with you. I mean, they, they would be going well well down the pecking order. Yep. Well down. All right, bro. All right, dude. Derek, how you doing? <laughs> Crazy, man. Doing well. You ready to rock and roll and all this stuff? Oh, yeah. It's so I much fun. Enthusiasm is just scintillating. It's the drive on the fan. You know, I'm not concerned.